0: President Biden is underwater, according to a brand new poll that was just released over the weekend. Only one third of Americans are now giving the president a thumbs up with regard to how he is performing on issues such as the border, the fentanyl crisis, immigration, and more. This is not good news for the president. And in fact, I heard a newscaster just on Saturday say it was a five alarm fire. Lots of interesting headlines today, and we're going to cover a few of them. This is the Heidi St. John Podcast. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, I'm getting a lot of Christmas cards here at the Heidi St. John podcast, and we are loving hearing from you. And I wanted to just give a little bit of a shout out to someone who I got a card from the other day. Her name is Cindy, and uh, she wrote in and she said, Dear Heidi, I stuck around and was encouraged. I've been listening since 2020. So, hey, Cindy, thank you for sending me your Christmas card. And uh, we've got that card and a whole bunch of other ones up on the wall here at Firmly Planted Family. We love hearing from you. If you'd like to send us a Christmas greeting and a New Year's greeting, we'd love to hear from you as well. You can write to me, Heidi St. John, care of Firmly Planted Family, 14001 Southeast First Street, Vancouver, Washington nine eight six Eight, four. We love hearing from you guys. Let's jump into the news because you can't make this stuff up. I was telling my husband the other day, I think I should start a new segment and just call it. You can't make this stuff up because every single day it seems like the news just gets more and more bizarre. I don't know if you guys remember this, but when Melania Trump was the first lady, she did her very first year. And actually every year that she was in the white house, they had beautiful Christmas displays. I mean, it was classy. It was beautiful it made your heart swell with pride to see the wreaths on the front of the Christmas tree. Well, I just looked at Jill Biden's Christmas tree uh, extravaganza at the White House. Christmas at the White House this year bears little resemblance to what it's ever been in the past. And in fact, you're going to see drag queens and more of a carnival atmosphere at the uh, at the White House this year for Christmas. And frankly, I think this is kind of indicative of what's happening around the country. I mean, certainly since Joe Biden has taken taken over as a as a commander in chief, if he even knows what that word means, Uh, Things have really gone downhill. The U.S. Capitol Police, I don't know if you saw this story over the weekend, but the U.S. Capitol Police said that they are taking seriously uh, an investigation about a sex tape that was filmed inside a prominent hearing room at the Hart Senate office building. Now, I'm trying to imagine, and uh, I mean, I didn't read the whole story. I saw, you know, little bits and pieces of it. I'm trying to imagine men and women if this happened under the watch of the Republicans, it would be front page news every single day of the week and twice on Sunday. And yet, when it happens under this administration, we just kind of yawn and move along with our lives. But the degradation of the White House, the degradation of—we've we've now seen transgender men exposing themselves on the on the White House lawn. We're watching Jill Biden in her carnival-like, act, you know, um, atmosphere that she's ushered into the seat of power in the United States and uh, God will not be mocked and it's important. And I wonder if this has anything to do with the fact that Joe Biden's poll numbers are so abysmal. I agree. It probably is a five alarm fire. And if you were to ask, you know, Heidi St. John on any other day of the week, I'd say, you know, bet you they're coming up with some sort of an alternate plan. And that's my feeling. I think these guys are coming up with a a way to either run somebody else or uh, there's no question to me that Joe Biden's underwater, and it stands to reason. He probably is the worst president this country has ever had, bar none. He cannot string two coherent sentences together. He is an embarrassment to the country. He is soft on crime, soft on immigration. Americans questioned in the survey gave the president particularly low marks for his handling of immigration, only 26%. Uh, That was only second to inflation, Everybody's saying, what the heck is going on? I mean, Christmas in the United States in 2023 is nothing like Christmas was in 2020 under President Trump and and, uh, 2019 when we saw... Uh, A a reduced inflation rate. We saw spending was up. People were feeling much more encouraged economically. Now our gas prices are through the roof. Uh, Groceries are a whole lot more expensive. People are tightening their belts. And it's because this president's handling of the economy and every other aspect of uh, governance of the United States is a nightmare. The Biden administration keeps touting their infrastructure investments and a host of other positive economic indicators. But these data points might be factual, but it doesn't matter because most Americans are still smarting from higher prices caused by what they are saying is post-pandemic inflation. This sort of leads me to another thing, and I'm curious to know what you guys think about it, and I'll just sort of tell you what I think. But I read an article over the weekend saying that the backlash of tipping has begun in the United States. And they're saying this is it's post-pandemic when everybody was tipping everybody just to try to keep a job. And now if you go through, you know, around here, if you go through Burgerville or if you go through any kind of a fast food restaurant, I noticed the other day when I picked up my coffee, they're asking me for a tip. And I, I I'm sorry you guys, but when when you work for okay, let me let me back up. My understanding of tips has always been that it is service-based and the people work for tips. A lot of people in the service industry, particularly waiters, uh, waitresses, that kind of thing, they work for tips. And so their base salary is very low. Their base compensation is very low because they are working in a service-based industry. The service-based industry is on its face right now. Now, to me, at least, customer service is just at an all-time low. I think if somebody were to start, let's say, a grocery chain or any kind of just a regular store where customer service was their jam, like we exist to make sure that whoever walks in the doors of this establishment has a stellar experience, right? And it doesn't have to be, you know, Versace. It could just be I came in to buy some apples and bananas and they treated me so great, I decided I'm gonna go back again next week and buy some more from the same people. But what's happened to the tipping industry is that we're asking people to tip for things that we shouldn't be tipping for. It's like, I'm sorry, I just paid you $5.84 for a cup of coffee. I'm not gonna add another dollar to it just so I can feel good about myself. So I actually quit doing it. I know some of you are like, what? What? But to me, a tip is for service. A tip is when somebody goes out of their way to make sure that uh, when we come to a restaurant, we have a good experience. Uh, I tip for service. And this idea that we need to tip going through fast food, uh, I just think it's ridiculous. And apparently I'm not alone because the tipping, they are reporting now that tipping is down by as much as 38% over two years ago when we were in the middle of the pandemic and everyone was living off of Grubhub and places like that. So I would actually love to hear from you. I'm going to put a poll about this in Spotify today. I'm going to ask you what your feelings are on tipping. I'd really like to hear. In other news, and this to me was, you know, this is just going right back to where we are as a Uh, as a a country, and obviously this is having an effect around the world. But same-sex couples apparently can now be blessed by Catholic priests following a formal approval by Pope Francis. Now listen, I'm not Catholic, but surely the Pope has read the Bible. Surely he's gone beyond uh, the Apocrypha and he's actually read the Bible and he's read the book of Romans and he understands that God made us male and female as is uh, Genesis 127. And the Bible is very clear on the sin of homosexuality. God said, no, and it's no different than any other sin, but it still is a sin. And in this culture of anything goes and we don't have any kind of moral compass and the Bible doesn't mean anything and, uh, and we're, we, we make decisions based on emotion rather than logic and fact we're going to find that this is infecting the church as well and in fact if you're not really grounded if you don't understand the bible if you don't understand the if you don't have a basis for truth and a moral compass that is governed by the holy spirit this is exactly what's going to happen and again i'm not catholic but i'd really love to hear from those of you who are catholic what do you think of this pope if he is supposed to be speaking for god uh, I'd, I'd really like to know what what you guys have to say about because I'm trying to wrap my head around how he could do this and feel justified in any way, shape, or form. According to Fox News, a new document explaining the change in Vatican policy was released just yesterday saying, quote, people seeking God's love and mercy shouldn't be subject to, quote, an exhaustive moral analysis to receive it. I just... I, I'm 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 literally speechless. Of course not. We we come to the Lord broken, right? But then He said to the sinner, to the to the prostitute, "Go and sin no more," right? Once we once we realize, man, we're a sinner in need of a Savior. We want to turn the ship around and start living in a way that is pleasing to the One who made us and the One who gave us eternal life through Jesus Christ. Pope Francis apparently sent a letter to two conservative cardinals in October suggesting that such blessings could be offered under some circumstances if those receiving the blessing did not confuse the ritual with the sacrament of marriage. This is such garbage, such garbage. What a wishy-washy pope, uh, Anyway, that's all I have to say about that. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. You can reach out to me, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday, and I'll read your comments here at the show. Uh, one more thing I want to hit on today, and that is this. I was listening to Senator Lindsey Graham. He appeared over the weekend on NBC's Meet the Press, which is a show I don't normally watch, filled with a bunch of leftists and a bunch of uh, uh, a bunch of really touchy-feely journalists, <laughs> that's what you want to call them. But Senator Graham joined Meet the Press and their new host, Kristen Welker, to discuss the battle raging in Congress for funding and security on our southern border. Graham said that Republicans had no intention of caving their demands for more security on the border, adding that increased risk of a terror attack due to the massive numbers of illegal immigrants who simply aren't apprehended when they cross the United States is one of his greatest concerns. Listen to what he said on NBC's Meet the Press. The FBI director last week, he's never seen more more threats to the homeland than he does today. Wherever he looks, he sees blinking lights. The border has been obliterated since January 21 to now. Uh, We've had 6 million people come to date. There are 3.6 million on schedule to come this year Along The policy choices of the Biden administration has made the border A DANGEROUS PLACE TO COME TO. AMERICA IS UNDER THREAT. ACCORDING TO THE FBI DIRECTOR, SINCE OCTOBER THE 7TH, uh, JIHADIST GROUPS WANT TO ATTACK US BECAUSE WE'RE HELPING ISRAEL. I'VE NEVER BEEN MORE WORRIED ABOUT A 9-11 THAN I AM RIGHT NOW. AND OUR BORDER HAS BEEN OBLITERATED. AND WE'RE NOT GOING TO GIVE IN ON SOME uh, BAND-AID FIX. So that's pretty amazing coming from Senator Lindsey Graham saying that he's never been more worried about the United States, about another 9-11 than he is right now. He said, our border has been obliterated and we're not going to give in on some Band-Aid fix, which of course is exactly what the Democrats want. They are playing Russian roulette with the safety of the American people by this wishy washy approach to our Southern border. And uh, and it's, it's astonishing to me, although I was in California a couple of, weeks ago. And the guy who was driving our car to a particular event, we got to talking about politics because he knew uh, who I was and just sort of asked me some of my takes on what's happening on our southern border. And so I told him what I've told you guys repeatedly over the years, and that is you don't have a nation if you don't have a border. I get asked all the time about our favorite books for family devotions, and you guys, it's so good to just read the Bible. It doesn't have to be hard. The Bible in Stories is an excellent tool, and as we head into Christmas, it's a great gift for your children or your grandchildren. It has generational impact when we read the Bible to our kids. The Bible in Stories is for all ages. It's not just a kid's book. It covers 400 Bible stories has hand-drawn, beautiful, biblically accurate pictures, help you remember what you're reading. And it has a topical index. So you don't have to know the Bible to be able to find what you're looking for. With over 17,000 testimonials, you guys know this is a high quality product. I think you're going to love it for generations in your family. Go to bibleinstories.com forward slash Heidi and use the coupon code Heidi for a free digital coloring book of the first 50 stories. That's bibleinstories.com forward slash Heidi. And don't forget, use the coupon code Heidi. Our borders are very, very important. You would not walk over to France. I mean, they would never let Heidi St. John fly over to France and just get in without a passport. They want to know, what are you doing here? And in fact, the last time I went there what are you doing here? How long are you staying? You know, When I went to Canada, they treat you like you're practically a criminal trying to get across the border from uh, the United States into Canada. But here in our country, people are pouring across our border by the tens of thousands every single day. These are undocumented people. We don't know why they're here. We don't know where they came from. And I would say as a general rule, these are not your tired, huddled masses that the United States is well known for receiving. We are a nation of immigrants. We absolutely want immigrants to come to our country. We want people to come here and participate in our economy. We want people to come and get jobs and and pursue what's left, anyway, of the American dream. But the Biden administration is putting not only our economy, but our national security at risk. And for this alone, I think he should be impeached. By the house, and uh, they obviously started that process. I think it's going to be interesting to see uh, where it goes from here. But the fact of the matter is, our nation is in grave trouble because of the decisions of the Biden administration. And I believe this is why the news continues to report that President Trump is uh, now, I think, overtaking Joe Biden in the polls. And I think this is really interesting. You see that the hunt, the Hunter uh, Biden story, basically the Biden family has a crime syndicate, which is well-known, and 38% of Americans think that when it comes to Hunter's business, Joe Biden did something illegal. This is the president of the United States. Don't forget that over a phone call the uh the senate in uh, back when president trump was was in the white house they impeached him over a phone call russia 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 we heard about this morning noon and night on the legacy media outlets and it turned out it was a big nothing burger but biden's real problem is not his son hunter although that is a huge problem not only for him personally but also for uh, understanding or for Americans having any kind of faith in him at all, that he's not just some sort of a creep, which he clearly is. But his real problem is the U.S.-Mexico border. So 63% of Americans disapprove of Biden's job on border security. He's basically not watching it at all. Fox News Sunday took a poll and they showed a majority of Americans see the situation along the southern border as a major problem. 34% say it's an emergency 45% say it's a major problem and 20% say it's a minor problem. So you're looking at, you know, upwards of 60% of Americans say, this is a huge problem. You should probably do something about it. Finally and again, this is coming uh, from the Daily Wire, in a hypothetical one-on-one matchup against Biden, both Trump and the former governor, Nikki Haley from South Carolina, bested Joe Biden. Uh, He beat him 50 to 46%. Haley beats him 49 to 43%. And Governor Ron DeSantis tied with Biden in the same poll. So interesting to watch Haley uh, climbing in the polls, but the fact of the matter is, Joe Biden is underwater in this election, the Democrats know it. You guys keep your eye on the ball here because I think we're going to see some real shenanigans in 2024 as they try everything they can to run anybody but Biden. We've seen uh, Newsom now trying to preen around like he could be a great president. Listen, if you like what if you like the job that Newsom is doing in California, then by all means, elect him to be president of the United States and we're going to get more of the same. More homelessness, more drugs, more sex trafficking, more uh, crashing scores in our schools. Uh, it's very, very sad what's happening to our country right now. And the thing I want to encourage you, and I've told you guys before, if, uh, if Trump is the guy, and I felt this way in 2016 as well, I was really in for uh, Ben Carson. I've met him several times out on the road. I have tremendous respect for Dr. Carson. So in the 2016 primaries, uh, he was my guy. But when it was obvious that Trump was the pick, boy, I got behind him 110%. I will do the same again if, if Donald Trump is the pick this time around, which is certainly, I mean, barring something crazy happening, that certainly looks like the way things are gonna shape up. But I wanna encourage you and remind you and exhort you like I always do. We must not look to a single human being to be the savior of this country. And when we start you know, fixating on a person and we can't say that, you know, we can't, we're not allowed to disagree. We can't, I'm sorry, you guys, but President Trump was a disaster, an absolute disaster when it came to the vaccine. He's the guy that hooked us up with Father Fauci, the high priest of the branch covidians who turned out to be a criminal, an absolute criminal. And not only did Trump never come back and, and soften his stance, he doubled down. According to Donald Trump, he is responsible for saving millions and millions of lives. And this is just the kind of guy we're dealing with. The hubris that we're dealing with in him, I think he's a very arrogant human being, but I also really liked his policies as a general rule. And uh, clearly the country is in need of new leadership and we need it pronto. And so I think this is a really important thing for us to be in prayer about. I think we need to be uh, watching what's happening in the news. Keep an eye on what you see happening and ask the Lord to give you wisdom. We need wisdom going into the 2024 uh, election cycle. And uh, I'm going to be meeting in the next couple of weeks with several people from the state of Washington who are running for various positions here as we begin to sort of take stock of what we can do to turn the ship around in 2024. And the days we are living in are very perilous indeed, but God never changes. I want you guys to be encouraged. The Bible says that I, the Lord, do not change. He said, I don't slumber. And I don't sleep, the Lord of Heaven's army sees everything that's happening. And the Bible teaches us in the book of James that the prayers of a righteous person are both powerful and effective. Do not underestimate the power of prayer. I remember, and I think a lot of you will remember too, back to 2016. When they told us absolutely Hillary Clinton was going to win that election, we heard it morning, noon, and night on all of the legacy media outlets. And I stayed up with my family that night just to to watch the election uh, results come in. And I'll never forget... What we did that night as a family, I have always had election watch parties at my house. Uh, I'm very interested. I was raised uh, to believe that this nation was worth fighting for. And certainly my fight isn't over. And I'm going to encourage you guys to continue to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. Don't tune out just because you feel overwhelmed. But on the night of the election, I remember sitting around with my family and just watching the news and we were talking. And at one point, there seemed to be a, a shift in the results that were coming in. And I remember just stopping and going, Whoa, did he just win that? We just won that state. I couldn't believe it. And my kids were, you know, we we're all sitting around watching and pretty soon we were praying. And before we knew it, we were singing and we were worshiping the Lord. And the more we worshiped and the more we prayed, the more we saw those, those, uh, those votes come in, in our favor. I mean, listen, I would have voted for, you know, Mickey Mouse to keep Hillary Clinton out of the White House. That woman is as evil and corrupt a politician as has ever walked the face of the earth. She's probably only second to Joe Biden at this point. And I could not believe what God did that night in 2016. And he can do it again. There are millions and millions of people in this country who love and serve the living God. And we need to get back to a posture of prayer. So instead of panic, and instead of being frustrated, we need to be praying. Uh, God wouldn't have us give up. And he certainly wouldn't have us sit it out. We are here in 2023 and 2024, poised uh, to ring in a brand new year full of all kinds of possibility. We don't know what's gonna happen, what's coming around the corner, but God does. And so I wanna encourage you guys to lean into him and ask him for wisdom. And then say, where do you want me to be involved? Pray for the people that are running for office. Pray that God gives us the wisdom that we need to discern a good leader from a bad leader. There are lots of people running who will say one thing, but their lives demonstrate something entirely different. And I see this over and over again in politics. And in fact, just over the weekend, I heard about another guy uh, who was running for governor in the last election. Uh, here in the Pacific Northwest who has since, since this time is no longer with his wife. I mean, there's just politics. If you're not, if you're not grounded, and I think you need to be really grounded in the Lord. If you're not grounded in the Lord, the political machine and the way that things run in the political sphere will chew you up and, and spit you out. And I, I often think, you know, we keep sending people to Washington, DC, to the height of the spiritual battle, they can't use a spiritual weapon. And then we wonder why we wind up in the same place. We need people who can wield a spiritual weapon. And uh, and I'm not saying Donald Trump is that guy. I don't think he is that guy, frankly. I don't know that he knows the Lord. But I'm praying that people around him will give him wise counsel. And I'm praying he'll be humble enough to receive it. That's what I'm really praying for at this point when it comes to uh, Donald Trump and to the rest of the people who are running for office right now. You don't have to be running for office to pray for the people that are. You don't have to be running for office to ask the Lord to give you influence in the lives of the people who are running for office and who will be elected to these positions of authority. Remember, the Bible says that when the righteous are in power, the people rejoice. And uh, when the wicked are in power, the people groan. And if, if what's happening in the White House right now, if Jill Biden's disgusting display of debauchery and stupidity on the holiest, one of the holiest uh, holidays for God's people uh, ever, ever to be uh, celebrated, if that's not an indicator of where we are if if these the sex tapes that are being recorded in hearing rooms, um, in the heart building up on Capitol Hill, these are all indicators of a nation in decline, and we need the healing that only comes from the Lord. And so, uh, I'm sharing these these uh, headlines with you not to discourage you, but to remind you that the battle will be won or lost by God's people on our knees in prayer. That's all I have time for today. I'm going to come back tomorrow and we're going to talk about parenting teens. I had a great question come in from a listener asking about how to navigate the tension between independence, wanting to give your teen independence and realizing maybe they're not making the best choices. So we're going to talk a little bit about that tomorrow. I'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to me directly, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. And don't forget, I'm going to put a poll up today at Spotify. I want to hear your thoughts on tipping, especially when it comes to tipping in fast food restaurants, tipping for, you know, tipping when you go pick up your dry cleaning. I just really like to know where is tipping appropriate, where it's not appropriate, and where you guys are. Are landing on that particular topic. Thank you guys so much for listening, for sharing this podcast with your friends and your family, for supporting us financially, for being subscribers to the show. We really appreciate it. And uh, I'm just so honored that you guys would listen. Speaking of subscribers, stick around. I've got a couple of listener questions I'm going to throw at you today at happy hour. If you want to subscribe to the Heidi St. John podcast, the way to do that is to go to Spotify and click on the subscribe button. We love you guys. Please don't forget my brand new study in the book of Esther which I'm gonna take a little bit of a different approach to it this this time. Uh, I can't wait to study it with you. She has an incredible story to tell. And this is an amazing time for us to look into the life of this extraordinary woman that God used in extraordinary ways. Remember you guys, you, just like Esther was born for her time in history, you were born for this time in God's story. And he has something extraordinary he wants to do with you. If you'd like to join me for the brand new study in the book of Esther, you can do that by going to faiththatspeaks.com and ask yourself, if my faith found its voice, what would God have me say? Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you right back here again tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture.